Hello, everyone out there in podcast world. I hope you're having a great day. You're listening to the Service Business Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Church Blissett. So on today's episode, we have Angelo Poli. Did I pronounce that correct? You got it right. Yep. All right, perfect. So we're going to talk about um, finding your lever- levers and levers, levers. <laughs> Southern draw here. Um, so we're going to talk about health and fitness, uh, but also figuring out how to change the way you think uh, your entire I'm not going to go into too much detail, but with Angelo being the founder of MetPro, I'm going to get a little bit of background on that. And then uh, I'm super excited to learn, uh, use me as an example of how we can change this change up, how I have gone from uh, 190 pounds to 200 pounds but I no longer have abs and I'm going from like a 30 to a 33. Uh, and so we're, uh, um, we're going to talk, dive into that a little bit. And I know a lot of the listeners are going to be, you know, you're sitting in offices and, um, we're going to combat that even sitting in your van, driving through drive throughs and eating that fast food food. Uh, uh, welcome to the show, Angela. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor being here. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. We're going to have some fun. Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about you and what you, what got you even started in health, physical health, or in, in just transformation in general. All right. Well, I don't even know how I got here. It's just <laughs> I blinked. I turned around. And so I, uh, years ago, I you know suffered a personal injury, uh, walked with a cane for about a decade. And wow. that journey forced me to really become hyper interested and focused on health, wellness, recovery, fitness. Uh, And I didn't want to get out. I was a personal trainer. I didn't want to get out of the fitness biz. Mm. I I was passionate about it, but I I couldn't hand people dumbbells anymore. So um, I really focused on the science, the strategy, and the psychology Mm. of uh, how transformations and makeovers work. And I started coaching people. And uh, I started with the uh, athletic community and uh, and then that transitioned into some of the um, entertainment industry, the Hollywood scene. Oh, yeah. and that, that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And that transitioned into working with a lot of time management and executives, CEOs. And now we work with everyone. I, I work with, you know, grandparents wanting more energy for really? uh, spend time with the with the grandkids, but our whole, uh, our whole business models, I went from coaching clients to coaching coaches now. So we have a whole team that specializes in high level makeovers, Ooh. physique transformations, health makeovers. And, uh, I came here today, Tersh, to spill the beans, to tell all my secrets and to pull back the curtain and tell you all how yeah. it's done. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, with that being said, uh, I'm going to ask an awkward question. Oh, great. Do it. (laughs) Hopefully I can make you blush a little bit. We're both kind of bald, so it doesn't take Uh, for us to start turning a little red. That's all right. That's Uh, all right. (laughs) So do you find that um, CEOs and or people who move into or transition into like a leadership role and they develop more stress in their life, um, not only with weight gain and, you know, your physique, changing and and morphing into what you probably don't desire do you notice an energy loss and then also a sex drive loss and do you notice a transformation back whenever you go through your program oh yeah 
Yeah, I mean it's it, I mean it's all connected, okay. right? The body, the brain, motivation, the drive, it's it's all connected. Um yeah, I mean, I mean how do, how do you feel after a super <laughs> stressful day, you know? So <laughs> that, Yeah, that, that, that's it, you know. Um I would say that especially people that have a lot of responsibility. Now some personality types manage that better than others, mm. but Generally speaking, people in those positions are hardworking. They're they're doers. Mm. They've they're there for a reason, and uh, they're willing to put in some effort into mm. their health and effort into losing weight or whatever their goal is. Obviously, weight loss is the most common thing right. that we hear. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's interesting. A lot a lot of people, a lot of the industry, you hear. They, well, people are want the results, but they're not willing to put in the work. And while, yeah, that there is a touch of that running around, mm-hmm. by and large, that's not been my overarching experience. Really, um, I've been I've been doing this twenty years now. I've dieted about twenty thousand clients okay. um, between myself and now my team, and people are willing to put in effort. Mm. It's it's that they need to see progress in return for their effort and if they don't see that progress well now they're not willing to do the work right now i'm paying i'm being i'm putting forth a painful effort and getting no results no roi and why am i keep why do i keep doing this i just go eat what i want to eat just like business yeah Yeah. absolutely you got to have a you got to have a return on investment so that's where all roads lead back to the science Mm. and if you have the right strategy you're putting yourself in line for seeing the greatest return on your investments. You're going to see that progress. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's, Hey, Johnny, you got to basically, we got to do everything totally different. I know you've, you've been going in this direction, but we're going to get you there. We're just mm-hmm. going to change a few things about what you're doing. Other people, it's just a small nuance. It's just a little tweak that just the light comes on and that's what it took to get them back on the road. But that's why, um, everything that we do revolves around specificity. Now I'll give you a little, uh, I'll, I'll tell you one of my secrets. So I have, as I said, I, I've dieted about 20,000 people. Now we focus on the metrics. So I have de-identified generalized data from thousands and thousands of highly engaged individuals going through a makeover, a transformation process and collecting all of that 20 years of experience um, Tersh, ask me what you need to do to lose weight. Ask what, me. Yeah. What do I need to do? I, I mean, okay. So I know that I need to do, I have to get rid of my sweet tooth, but I do not know how for the life of me to do that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you the answer. Okay. The most honest answer. Okay. The answer is I don't know. Okay. <laughs> now that's that's coming from the guy who's dieted twenty thousand people, celebrities, NFL yeah. MVPs. I'll you can go on and on. Bodybuilders, top ten CrossFitters, executive people who used to be on The Biggest Loser. Who after the show they've had you know their metabolism is rough. I don't know, and here's why I don't know: is what the sum total of all my experiences taught me is that every single person is unique. Everyone's body works different. And what we need to identify first is where your metabolism is at. And now here's why. 
Um, I got a client right now, female, 115 pounds. She uh, feigns interest in exercise. Uh, she's eating well over 3,000, maybe 3,500 calories a day. And if wow. she so much as misses a snack, she'll lose a pound the next day. Oh, now that that's an extreme, sucks. Sucks but there, <laughs> there it is. Now you say that, but let me tell you about the next guy. Yeah. I have an, a guy right now, 323 pounds. He's eating barely 2000 calories a day, which isn't much for a guy that size, yeah. right? Yeah. If he misses a single day on his elliptical in the morning, he'll flatline for the week. He won't lose any weight. That's, That's so how slow his metabolism is. And, so, and there's no way to speed his metabolism up? There or? is. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what we're going to dive into all of that today. All right, all right, all right. But the illustration is I have to know where you are on the spectrum. I could take all this academic knowledge, all this data analytics, all my personal experience with how my body works. Yeah. But that info is frankly worthless if I have to hit a target that broad. Mm -hmm. How could I possibly tell you eat this, do that exercise when I don't know if your, meta, your body has a raging metabolic rate mm -hmm. or if your body has a super slow metabolic rate. Most people have a general idea. They can say oh, my metabolism slow or I think I have a faster metabolism, but we need to really get granular. Yeah. dive in and figure out exactly funny, where you're at it's funny you mentioned that because like i i see people um <laughs> that will okay so i see one person that loses weight and they basically just ate this meal plan and they lost 45 pounds mm -hmm. and then someone else that was a similar size same industry a, a service expert so they're both service experts they're both service technicians they both ride in vans both same size get in the same attics and then they get in the same meal plan and then they lose 10 pounds and then stop. The other yep. one lost 45 pounds. Exactly. And it's yep. crazy how that, how that happens. That was the exact start of my journey. So the first client I ever had, she was 60 years old, chain smoker, about 50, 60 pounds overweight. We started working together, got rid of the sugar, got her on a clean meal plan, started doing exercise. She lost all the weight, almost 60 pounds. Mm -hmm. Quit smoking. Married her high school sweetheart. It was like the fairy tale story, right? Yeah. Like, I'm on fire. I'm psyched. You know, <laughs> let's do this. I'm a yeah. bright eyed, bushy tail kid at this uh -huh. point. So she says, Well, you know, I have a friend who's younger than me, um, and she has about, you know, almost 100 pounds to lose, but she's a go getter and she's healthy, and let's do this. And uh, I had her join. We did the same exercise, put her on the same meal plan, five pounds. She lost five pounds, Tersh. Wow. You know how much you, that irritated me? You would think that since she had 40 more pounds to lose, that it would just drop off. Come off quicker, right? Yeah, yeah. So at that point in my life, that's when I, I started to become obsessed. I had to know why. Yeah. Why is that the case? And how do you remedy the circumstance and get results even for people who have hit a plateau, who are struggling to see the results? What strategy works for them? Hmm. And so that's basically what my, my you know, 20 year, 10 year in the industry has been about and will continue to be for the next 20 years because I'm constantly learning. Mm. But what I have identified thus far is that your metabolism is not like anyone else's. Your metabolism will change based on your environment, your circumstance. And we'll dive into that a little in a mm. moment. Um, but 
listen to this one. Your metabolism may not be the same today as it was six months ago or a year ago. So have you ever heard someone like, hey, I did this diet last year and I, it, I had a great result and they do the same diet again. It's like, <laughs> what happened? Guilty. I did All right, that. there you go. I did that. And it's so funny because right before my wife and I met each other, um, I was like 175, but it was a rip 175, like Attaboy. abs, everything. And mm -hmm. I, I had no shame taking my shirt off. That's been like seven years ago. I was like, it wasn't that hard. I mean, I just ate raw eggs in the morning and chicken at lunch. And <laughs> Got salmonella by dinner. No, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And then no, nothing but water and, uh, and a diet Coke because I went from Mountain Dew to diet Coke and I hated diet Coke, but then wow. now I'm addicted to diet Cokes and I'm restricting myself to one a day and I'm trying, All right. to, trying to stay there at the one a day. All right. I tried the same exact thing about yeah. a year ago and it was like, I'm just pissed off all day. I'm starving. <laughs> I don't like what I'm eating. It's bland and I'm not losing weight. So it sucks. Well, my team, um, the, all of the Met Pro coaches, so we, this is exactly what we do day in and day out. We work hand in hand. This, and, and so there, there's a million and one like online support programs out there. Right. This isn't like that. We're, we're really involved. This is, this is a concierge makeover. So uh, and the reason I'm saying that is, um, is, is not to elevate us or anything like that, but to establish that our data is legitimate. Yeah. Because when you have somebody that comes uh, and says, okay, I'm going to eat better and I'm going to follow a program and you, they do self-reported data, there's some, some gaps in that fudging. little fudging. You know, yeah. You got your Fitbit or your, um, what's that? Mm -hmm. Fit my fitness pal. There You're you like, go. Uh huh. Yeah, not, I'm not going to add that 0.5 today. We're going <laughs> to just that one out. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yep. So, um, I, I want to share all of the Met Pro coaches strategies and okay. techniques and every, and, and everyone that that's, that's helped people with a transformation process and what we'll do is we'll land on the exact action steps that anyone, if you're listening at home, can at least if you understand them, you can find ways to apply them in your life. And if you want someone to walk that path with you, you'll know there are people doing this. Um, so starting from the very beginning, there are five basics. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bullet them. And then if you're good with it, Tersh, we'll dive in. We can talk about them. Yeah, let's do it. All right. So the five basics is goal. That's number one. Now your body type, genetics, predisposition, all that is wrapped up into that. Then there's lifestyle. Then there is strategic versus metabolic. Which are you? So we'll cover that one. Then there's nutritional history and baseline testing. And then psychological profile. So <clears throat> diving into the first one, everyone understands goal setting. Yeah. So I'm here today to tell you, <laughs> you've been doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe you haven't, maybe you haven't. <laughs> but here's what goal setting is for, for, for my team, for us at MetPro. Goal setting is to figure out what we're not going to work on right now. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, because... I, I mean, even in business, it's like next shiny object syndrome. It's like, ooh, let's go after that. Let's go after that. But you need to make that list of things. Okay, leave that hello over there in the corner. Like, leave that alone. 
and let's focus on the stuff that we need to focus on to make yeah. us get to that goal. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's exactly it. So 90% of the population, if I had to surmise the reason why they're not able to move the diet dial forward, um, in other words, they try and eat healthy, they're, they engage in some physical activity or exercise, but they're just not really seeing the results. The reason is for them, there is not enough specificity. They're not magically going to manufacture more hours in the day. So what we have to do is we have to focus our efforts, both in exercise and nutrition, to really move the dial in one area. Now, that doesn't mean that if your goal is primarily weight loss, that you're going to ignore performance and strength and energy and all the other things. It means that you have a solid, justifiable, strategic priority hierarchy. If I look at, so, so talking about elite athletes for a moment. So I'm talking with an elite athlete here. They'll, they'll hire me to, um, to critique, to basically evaluate their, their training program. So they'll come back to me and, okay, I, I, I train, you know, 12 to 14 hours a week. These are elite athletes we're talking about. Here's how I eat. Here's what I'm doing. When I look at them, I'll find out. So first of all, I love everything they're doing. Like, this is a great workout. That's an even better workout. And this is awesome. But here's the problem with all of these things. You told me your goal today is this explosiveness, change your body weight, whatever. While all of this training is great. Of these 14 hours a week you're training, only two hours are directly correlative to mm. that goal. Everything else is excellent, but it's not moving the dial on that goal. So what we're going to do is we're going to reallocate your time. I don't need to reinvent you know, how to do bicep curls or push-ups or how to jog on a treadmill. What I help people do is make sure if they tell me, oh, look, I got three hours a week I can exercise. Let's make them count. Yeah, don't just go stand on the go <clears throat> on the 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 treadmill just because everybody else in the gym is working on the treadmill. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Maybe the treadmill should be it, but <laughs> right, that's right, what right. that's what the first. So somebody that calls in speaks with one of our experts. The first step is we're going to do a strategy session, and we're going to figure out what are our starting. What are we trying? What are our objectives? What amount of time do you have? Mm-hmm. And that's how we're going to really um, go after it. Yeah, I like now, that. And, and, the honest, and you have to be honest with yourself. Don't tell me three hours if it, you're really only going to put forth 15 minutes a day or, you know, something like that. I, I, but see, in business, it's, this, it's the same. And I see this all the time. So, man, that guy over there is killing it on Instagram. So I'm going to go dive uh, on Instagram. Well, that's yeah. not my avatar. Like I, that's right. not the person that I need to be targeting. So I need to stay away from Instagram or I need to stay away from LinkedIn, even though they're doing something and you, you can copy them and get followers on that platform. You're not going to get any ROI on it. So you're wasting money where you could be putting it over here and all your customers are on Facebook or yep. vice versa. Yeah, I- exactly. No, no, I've, I've experienced that exact thing in business. <laughs> So, and and I like what you said, Tersh, about you have to be honest and you have to be honest with yourself also. Uh, I'll give you an example. I was talking with a uh, a lady one day and I said, okay, so I want to, I want to know what is your number one priority? And she continued to say, I want to perform better and I want to lean out. I said, okay. So both of those are great, but if you had to pick one, and so she was really struggling with that, like, well, both are really important to me. And I get it. That's great. We're going to go after both of them. 
but the media and the you know commercialization they're always going to say you know if you do this this will get you strong this will get you lean this will, it's like this is everything you right, need yeah. Oh, yeah, and the yeah. truth is there is no one program that is everything right <clears throat> so i finally said to her i said okay um, then what I'll, what we'll do is we'll shoot in the middle. But if you said to me, look, I have an event in two weeks and I just need to be the lightest I can be going into that event, the meal plan and the training program I'm going to give you is going to look very different than the meal plan and the training plan. If you say to me, I want to lean out a little bit at a time over time, but really I want to see my performance, my athleticism, my endurance and stamina go up. That's a completely different program. So tell and me then, this. Tell go me ahead. This really fast. Um, do you ever uh, come across a situation to where they're embarrassed to say what they really want? Like it's that's what this situation was. Yeah. Okay, so it's like, and, I really want to have a banging ass body, but I don't want to just come out and say that I just want to <laughs> party. Yeah, yeah. I'm in there. So no, that that's exactly it. As I'm having this conversation with her, then when she realized, oh, what my answer is going to radically alter the instructions you give me when she realized she said no actually what I want is I want to lose 10 pounds then I want to work on and I said that I can work with and I've had the exact same conversation and the woman said no I I need to perform you know I'm an athlete or I'm doing this that I need more energy I want to get stronger I want to get faster I want to improve my marathon time and if we can start working my body weight towards the direction we want at the same time gradually I'm good with that so we go in that direction we, we work with a lot of uh, endurance athletes and things like that gotcha. as well and they really have to make choices mm -hmm. um, the specificity required to affect an aesthetic change in your body is a higher there's a higher ante for that it's, it's not just like okay let's get on the atkins diet and you're gonna just fix everything you know so we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll dive into all that we'll dive into so we're and i know we're on we're on step one goal here <laughs> right, right. no that's why i bring these up because it usually brings up questions and conversations yeah. there is so much information out there like, no, you do ketogenic oh, no. dieting. That's the way. No, no, no. You just eat during these hours of the day. No, no, no. Plant-based. That's really the path. Low inflammation and performance. And no, no, no. Stand, old school bodybuilding. You eat every two hours. You eat chicken and brown rice. And no, no, no. You just count your calories. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to clear the air right here. I'm going to tell you the exact truth about them. Yeah. You ready for it? Yep. All of them work. Every one of them. It's funny. And the ones that you see on TV that did do it or on, on Instagram that did do it, it was, it worked for them. It worked for exactly. their body. So they, they all work. I, 20 years I've been doing this. I have seen every program work. There's science behind all of those things that I just mentioned. Mm -hmm. However, that does not mean that all of them are optimal or strategic for you. And so how do you, I'm sure we're going to go into that, but how do you, find that out. I mean, are you going to have to go through like a blood test process or like a, I've, the, the gut health thing? Like I've, I've, I've heard all of that. So now you're asking the right questions. <laughs> Stay tuned next week. No, no, I'm kidding. Um, that is number four baseline okay. testing. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's number four. That's exactly how we find that stuff out. Okay. Number two on the list, right. lifestyle. Your lifestyle is intrinsic to what you're critical 
to the strategy and the path that we take. It has to be. Um, it's unrealistic to expect that your responsibilities in life, your family, career, circumstances are going to change overnight just because you've decided, I want to be a healthy person. I want to lose 40 pounds. I want to see my abs, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. uh, so we need to know the framework with it, with it, what that we're building within, sorry. And so there's a lot of nuance to that. I'll give you a small example. I love snacks. I love okay. using snacks with my clients. Okay. The reason I, I like love using snacks. That a boy. <laughs> see that? But the reason I like snacks is not for the reason all of the listeners are probably thinking. Okay. So here's, here's a new way to think about things. The reason I like snacks is because my clients don't consume their snacks socially. So here's what that means. I want you to eat exactly this, this, and this at lunch. But the problem is you're with your workmates at lunch. You may not have control over, or I want you to eat exactly this, this, and this at dinner. But you have family dinners, you have responsibilities and obligations. Now, guess what? You're going to have to have some sacrifice there, yeah. but I might not be able to be as specific as I want. But I can say, you know what, at 2.30, I want you to pull out your peanut butter and your sliced apple and your this or that, and I can call it. You're eating exactly this at exactly this time, and guess what? My clients can do it. Yeah. Because yeah, they're not funny. taking that socially. It's funny you mention that because we do a lot of networking. Uh, my wife and I do a ton of networking, and you go to a networking event, there's always two things, at least here in Savannah there is, uh, beer and fatty food like butter <laughs> like Paula Deen, right like it's gonna be dripping with butter so you go there and you're like you have to eat before if you want to eat healthy because if you go there and it's like apple pie yeah. and pecan pie and you're like yeah <sighs> yeah some of that <laughs> yeah absolutely oh there are a few things in life that humans derive more pleasure from than good food and drink I mean, and that's not the idea here. The idea here is if you have a goal that you want to get to, it's not to deprive yourself endlessly of things that you enjoy, but it's about living your life with a strategy that's going to propel you towards that goal, knowing for a time there will be some sacrifices to be made. But if you're going to make those sacrifices, you might as well get the results. Yeah. So do it right. Yeah. Now, do you find anybody on your programs or it, it, that you work with that um, after they've reached their goal, they can transition off and, and maintain that? Yes. Or do they fluctuate back up? Yes. So, okay. so all of the above. Okay. So I do seminars just on this topic. Okay. So I'll, I'm going to try and give you the 60-second okay. tour. Okay. We'll have to come tune back in next. We'll have to do yeah. another one of these. So. I get asked a lot, so when is somebody actually successful? Because you, you know the stats that yeah. you know, people will lose weight or they transform their body, but why is it that a significant percentage of them end up backsliding? While there are some who seem to move forward. And the defining, so I'll get clients to say, oh, Angela, you got me to the weight I wanna be, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go, I can sustain this. I'm like, nope, right. yeah. you're not ready, yeah. and here's why. Uh, and other people, they're like, no, 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 I need, I need to, you know, check in with you next week. I'm like, no, you don't. You are good. Really? Because it, 
it's not about where you are. It's not about what the scale says today. It's not about, it's about who you've become. Mm-hmm. So are you leaning into uh, willpower to stay the person that you are? Or is it simply a matter of character at this point? So have so you get, seen, have you seen uh, people who have children struggle with this? Because I have four kids and oh boy, they are junk food Nazis and mm-hmm. like they, okay. So we have never rewarded our kids with dessert. Like we, I've always heard people do this and I've always said to myself, I'll never do that. Like if you eat all your broccoli, you can have ice cream. You know, if you do this, you can have the sweets. We never did that. But somehow our kids are still like, if I eat this piece of chicken, can I have a snack? And I'm like, just eat the chicken, please. And you're like, <laughs> fine. Just, you can have the snack. I don't care. Just, and so then the snacks come in the house. And yeah, every, you like, got, you got a thousand people right now listening, nodding their heads going, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was never going to be that guy. So, um, oh, that I had a, I had a couple parents come to me with, um, a child who their, their, their daughter who was, you know, 14, almost 15 and she was obese. Mm-hmm. Um, and th- there is, by the way, some, some encouraging stats, but we're, we got a long road ahead of us in America. The, the childhood obesity rates is still way too high. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically they said to me, can you put my daughter on a, a summer program while she's off of school, uh, diet, uh, for weight loss? Uh, to, to lose 15 pounds. And I said, yes, um, but I'd rather do something else. And they said, well, what do you mean? Why? I said, I'd rather not worry about losing 15 pounds. I'd rather, I'd rather put that energy into instilling uh, appreciation and a love for physical activity um, and work on valuing good foods. Mm-hmm. And though it's not as structured and as rigid and, and it probably won't produce as much weight loss, I'd rather do that. And here's why. Um, I can put your daughter on a program and 15 pounds will come off of her. But if her routine hasn't changed the way she thinks and her behaviors and her preferences haven't been altered, um, that, that summer was spent and it, it will be meaningless. Mm-hmm. Um, a year from now, it never happened. Yeah. You know, um, so it really is goals versus values. Yeah. Uh, so here, here's an illustration maybe even more people can relate to. I get people come to me all the time with a goal. Don't get me wrong. I love goals. I'm all about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. But they come, I, we're getting married. Oh, we're getting married yeah. in three months. Oh, I want to be in the best shape. Mm-hmm. So that's great. But if it's just a goal and you don't adopt it, as soon as you get married, (laughs) (laughs) well, I can say that, but (laughs) I'll say it. (laughs) It it can happen. That's it. If whereas if it's a value, that's different. Now, so people say like, okay, what about value? Yeah, no, I value it. No, no, no. I'll I'll give you another. I'm big on illustrations today. I guess I'll give you another illustration that I actually heard from uh, another speaker that I thought was fabulous, Um, and he. He, he made the illustration this way. The difference between your character um, and willpower is this. You walk by cookies. You have to exert willpower to deprive yourself of that. 
um, because your your character is at this point in time of the mindset that you enjoy and will indulge and you eat cookies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, you go to a restaurant, sitting on the table when you get there is a $20 bill left for the waiter or the waitress. They're off in the other room. They didn't see it get left. Yeah. Do you grab that $20 bill? Don't even consider it. Do you have to put any energy no, into just, that? Is that a call? It's like, hey, you left your $20 bill or here's right. your $20 bill. You, know. you don't have to wear out that willpower to do the right thing. Holy cow. Because that's your character. That's who you are. You don't have to exert any. So do you exercise regularly? Me, no. Uh, unless it's exercising to walk into my office. <laughs> Pick up, pick up my bag. All right, buddy. Well, you and I are going to have a side conversation after well, this. We're going to get you there. Pick up, pick up my arm for the remote, but I don't even watch TV. We, we haven't watched TV in some years. Well, that might not be a bad thing. But so you see where I'm going with this? When it is your character to go to the gym and exercise because it's part of who you are. Yeah. Now, everybody enjoys good food. Um, sugar is the only thing even babies are born addicted to. Sugar tastes good. So you're never not going to like sugar and certain junk foods, but it can become part of your character to not make that your base fueling strategy. Once it's part of your character, that's when I get to tell my client, yeah, you don't need me anymore. You're good. You're there. It's it's so funny because our kids, they all play travel soccer. And so they're like bean poles because they run 10 miles every Saturday and Sunday. And then like I'm sitting on the sideline here eating my snack and like enjoying my sugary Gatorade or Diet Coke that's going to kill me with cancer. Uh, and they're running up and down the soccer field. So whenever they get out and they do drink a Gatorade, you know, it doesn't blow them up and they're not obese. But I could see totally why the, especially the not seeing it as such a bad thing whenever I give them a snack because it's like, yeah, you're, you're like, you're not overweight, you're not obese, but like, if they did stop soccer, if they did, because they play five times a week. And so if they did stop yep. that, I could see them totally ballooning out. Just for, like for your listeners, for your listeners, if, if, you, if you are nodding your head right now and you're like, <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm an ex-athlete. I played some, you know, college ball or whatever. That's, that's and I then do. afterwards, call, you know, we're going to, uh, you know, we're going to give a, a link, I think, at the end or something yeah. that somebody wants uh, just totally free consultation with an expert reach out to us ask to talk to coach jared say you want to talk to coach jared and you will actually get on the phone with coach jared he's one of my buddies he's one of my best friends he works uh, on the team and he uh met us by first being he was a client first before he actually started working for the company he played ball football vanderbilt he played you know defense he was a big boy yeah. and then he stopped playing and he turned yeah. into a bigger boy. <laughs> yeah. And oh, yeah. so now he, he got on met pro. He started running the science. He started working on his metabolism and he still trains, not like he did in his football days. Right. And the guy's in awesome shape. He's in awesome shape, but ask for coach Jared and he'll tell you all about it. So yeah, yeah that's, a- that was me. I played um, some college soccer and I, I remember going to the gym all the time. I remember eating everything in sight. And then as soon as I got out of college and it was like, it took nothing for like, oh, pasta. Yeah, we're gonna eat pasta. And then the next thing you know, I'm like bloated and it's not like pasta before a soccer game. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> things change. Things yeah. change. Yep. Okay. Let's, let's move. Cause we got, yeah, we got yeah. the big hitters next. So strategic yep. versus metabolic. Um, so strategic <clears throat> is basically everyone uh, at some point or another. Strategic means when you participate in clean eating and exercise, your body changes in nice ways and you know that it's responsive. It's not a question of if it will work. The challenge is that with your busy lifestyle and your, your responsibilities and everything you have going, implementing that healthy eating and some regular exercise is hard to do. That's where strategic comes in. And so, and, I, and I'm going to tell you what strategic really means. Strategic means quick, quick. So I have people all the time. I tell them, we're going to do this, this, this. And like, Angelo, I know I need to do that stuff. I say, I know you know you need to do that stuff. My job is to teach you how to do that stuff quickly. Because as, if it's, As far as like doing the task quickly or implementing it quickly? The task quickly. Okay. I know I should pack my lunch. The problem is you don't have an hour and a half to pack your lunch. I'm going to teach you how to do it in five minutes. Okay. I need to go and exercise at the gym um, across town, but it's by the time I drive there, I exercise, I shower, I change, I get back to the office. It's two hours out of my day. I'm going to teach you how to do those things and get all the metabolic benefits with a strategy that we can do in half that time. Okay. I know that I need to eat X, Y, Z or do this, that or the other. Here's how we structure your day, your diet. And so that's, that's all part of walking with that expert. Because the difference is you, you're, the ex, you're the expert on your body. You know your body. But you have a life to live. You have a career. You have a job. You have a family. Whatever your circumstances, you're not thinking about strategies for most efficient delivery of transforming my physique. Uh, my coaches, that's what they do 42 hours a week. That is their job, researching the next and greatest uh, tool, technique, technology, any piece that can make this simpler. I do these seminars sometimes for executive CEOs, and they all say, oh, Mr. Poli, we've heard about your celebrity clients. We know who you work with. Tell us what's the secret, what exercise do you have them doing, what diet do you put them on, and I tell them all you're asking the wrong question. Mm -hmm. Here's the secret, time management. It's all time management. So that's, that's the strategy part. Now, there are a lot of people that come to us that already have a value, strong value set around clean eating, around exercise, yet they just don't see any more change in their body or performance or health or whatever metrics they're trying to improve. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that because I I have some friends of my I'll call them acquaintances and I see them on Facebook and and Instagram and they're they're like preaching like don't eat meat like like eat clean health like clean eating all all around um, and then like they are visually obese. <laughs> I understand. I understand. Yeah, I know <laughs> it's it's, like, it's okay, not I'm fair. I'm going to take your yep. advice. So. And and so you know you almost <laughs> in those cases you almost can't judge a book by its cover because everybody's <laughs> metabolic rate is is different. I mean, I, I can show you guys that you know hit the drive through every day and what are the, you know six pack abs, yep. bean pole, bean yeah. pole, right, <laughs> yeah. right. So you know your metabolism every that comes back to the first part of this. Everyone's metabolism and body is different. But there's a lot of people who have, you know, and maybe they're not in bad shape. Maybe they're in decent shape, but they're just, they're at a plateau. They're not moving forward. 
that's a metabolic client. So that's where our strategy has to be different because we have to create leverage. When we get into that levers mm -hmm. thing, we oh, have yeah. to create leverage for change so that way their body is forced to push through that plateau. That's where the metabolism comes in, understanding it and changing your metabolism. So the first thing that our coaches are going to do is they're going to goal set with you. They're going to learn about your lifestyle, family, travel. Then they're going to figure out, is this person more strategic or more metabolic? And by the way, you can be both. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to get into baseline testing. So how do I know what I need to do to see progress from my physique, from my health, from my body? The answer is, and I'll stand by this, baseline testing. Uh, no, you don't need to do blood work. You don't need to do the gut. All of that's great. And I, <laughs> yeah. and I do have some clients do that. If there's mm -hmm. something that I'm thinking, oh, okay, there's something awry here, mm -hmm. we need a deeper look to see if there's something behind the scenes going on. But for the average person, the most functional and practical form of baseline testing is following a protocol that is stripped of variables. And oh, by the way, full disclosure, it's going to suck, but it's short. You can How do it. How short is short? Uh, two, three days. Okay. Two, three days. You can do it. The data we're going to get from that is going to be instrumental in allowing us to give you the right next steps. Okay. So, so on, the, on that really fast, I'll, yeah. sorry, uh, do you find more success doing that baseline testing through the work week or on the weekend? That's a great question. Um, it depends because on the person's schedule. I find during the week, I can hold to a schedule I, because yeah. I am, okay, so. There's structure. Listener, listeners know this my schedule pretty well because it's been rigid for three years. Um, but every Wednesday is my podcast day. That's the day as I record and I uh, edit and release podcasts. Every Tuesday and Thursday are networking days. So if you have a networking event that's on a Wednesday or a Monday or Friday, you're not going to see this guy. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, networking in town. Mondays and Fridays, only on the business. So I work on the business those days. And even through the day, I only check my email at 8 a.m. and then at um, 2 p.m. You got a lot of structure. So yeah. that's the only time. And I have an autoresponder that says that I'm going to do that. But during the, on the Saturday, oh, man kids soccer right cutting grass you know all that stuff and then like i the willpower seems to just go away on right. saturday so i would definitely have you start this on a weekday okay. in your case gotcha. so i mean some people have different schedules some people work on the weekends everyone's circumstance is different but i'm gonna say where you're going with that is accurate by and large i think a lot of people like to get their baseline meal plan mm -hmm. over the weekend, maybe shop for it over the weekend, plan ahead, but then start on Monday when their day is more structured and predictable. That's really common. Yeah. Okay. And so, I feel like if I'm going to fall <laughs> off the wagon, it's going to be on a Saturday or Sunday. Oh, yeah. Kids are at the house. <laughs> I, I got to raise my hand. I'm guilty there too. There's no, you know, we're all human. And yeah. that's, yeah. So what this baseline testing is going to do is it's going to enable me to compare your results with limited variables against thousands of others that I've put on the exact same baseline. So, uh, Tersh, how old are you? Uh, 35. 
Okay. So, uh, and I'm just looking at you, your mesomorphic build. Um, so what I would do is I would put you on a baseline testing meal plan that I've used with 30 to 40 year olds, mesomorphic, um, reasonably athletic guys. So I have a data set that's relevant to you. I'm not interested in how, you know, uh, 50 year old female endomorphs respond on this meal plan. Yeah. So I'm going to look at that data set and I'm going to say, okay, here I've had 2,500 guys in that data set follow bite for bite, breakfast, snack, lunch, you, the whole way through. And on average, here's how much weight they gain. Here's how much weight they lose. Here's exactly what happens. Now I'm going to compare exactly what your body did against that. And I'm going to be able to say to you, it's either going to be good news, it's going to be bad news, it's going to be so-so news. I mean, that's it, right? But, but what it's going to be, Tersh, is accurate news. Right. Not there's, opinion. There's no, there's no fluff in there. There's yeah. no fluff. It's yeah. just pure data. It's like, here's the deal. I know exactly how many calories you ate over the day. I know how many meals and the meal timing. I know the glycemic load, the macronutrient breakdown, and all the details of those meals. And if you don't like peanut butter, we can use substitute it for something else. If you don't eat chicken, no problem. We can use a plant-based protein. So it's not, we're, we're um, source agnostic, but mm -hmm. the end result is the totals are going to be add up to a very specific amount. And then I'm going to get one of three responses, either you, got, you gained weight, you lost weight, you stayed the same weight. And I'm going to look at that. Either you felt more energy, you felt less energy or the same energy. I'm going to look at that. So we're going to have all these metrics. And then I can say, based on this, here's what we're going to do. We're going to completely change up your meal plan. We're going to do this, 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 this. Or you know what? You just lost three pounds. I'm just going to fine tune what we have here and we'll just adjust gradually over time because this is working. Mm -hmm. We're going to figure out right where your body's at. That's the baseline testing process. And every single client, whether you're a superstar or a grandparent, anyone who comes through and works with our coach, any question you ask, how long will it take me to lose weight? How much weight can I lose? How, how much performance can I add? How much can I show? They're going to say, that's a great question. We're going to answer all that as soon as we're done baseline testing. So part of the baseline test is, um, is sleep involved in that? Yep, it is. It's, that's part of it. I want it to be, I don't want it to be on, you know, days where you're going to be up till, you know, three in the morning. Um, yeah. that is a big factor. Absolutely. So, so I, I tend to stay awake late, but I can, so I'm not a seven hour sleeper. I'm not an eight hour sleeper. It's more like five hours. And I, that may be part of my detriment to weight gain or whatever. Um, but it's just one of those things where I just can't fall asleep till one or two o'clock in the morning. And it's not because I'm watching TV. It's just I'll stare at the ceiling, read a so book. It, that, those are things, habits that we, we could probably work at and gain a little bit of ground. But they're, they're not going to inhibit in any way the baseline testing process because that is your routine. Okay. So it's All your right. body is already used to that. Okay. So here, here's a real tangible example of that. Uh, I had a guy who went through baseline testing and I tell people, if you're used to exercising, don't stop, just do what you're used to. Mm -hmm. If you haven't been active, don't start now. Mm -hmm. So I had a guy who was really enthusiastic about this whole process. <laughs> right. Like, Angela, I went through baseline testing. I followed your meal plan and I also started running 10 miles a day. Oh, wow. I lost six pounds. I'm like, Great job, Johnny. I'm glad you lost the weight. I'm glad you have motivation, but you done screwed up my baseline test. Got to yeah. do it again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what we're looking for is the data more than any particular result for that short period of time. Mm -hmm. 
then we take that and we go, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to push you a meal plan that's this, 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 and this. We're going to watch and see how your body responds. It used to take us, you know, six weeks. Back in the day, you know, when I would coach people and do nutrition for athletes or weight loss or whatever it was, I would give someone a program and then have them come back to me four to six weeks later. It would take me that long so I could Mm -hmm. see how this is impacting them. As we got a little better and as I learned more, I was able to get that down to a, you know, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. Now, through the use of technology, we're able to just run data analytics, crunch numbers, do comparative research. Now I can start through our coaches and through our technology making adjustments to someone's diet in just 72 hours, three days. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So like we have a program in air conditioning where it'll uh, decay test. So like we'll, we'll pump something down and then it'll run its own AI, it's, uh, algorithm and it'll figure out, okay, it's going to pass it in 30 or 45 minutes. So we'll just go ahead and pass it now. Yep. So instead of having to wait the whole time period that you used to have to wait back in the day. Now there, there will be some fitness gurus out there and enthusiasts and naysayers that say, no, you don't know how your body is going to respond in 72 hours. And they're not wrong. You Mm -hmm. do need longer than that to determine big picture direction, but we can get enough data points to start making small tweaks, small adjustments nutritionally in as little as 72 hours. Because what we want is we want to get to that progress. We want to get there as quickly as we can, because then it becomes self-perpetuating. You see some progress, I'm I'm all in. Especially if you can, if that quickly, you can find out if it's not going to work. That's it. Fail fast. That's a business yes. term, right? Oh, yes. Fail fast and uh, and then just learn from it and don't make that same mistake again. So, okay. So on that uh, kind of baseline question, talking topic, uh, how often or do you ever see uh, someone who has prescriptions that are changed by their physicians and it completely throws the whole program out of whack? Okay, so um, do we see people, the doctors tearing off medications because they're losing weight and getting healthy? I see that all the time. Yes. And then does that mess up your program? So there's only a few. So there are some meds. We're not doctors. We're not medical. We are a lifestyle program. Now we do um, have everybody work with a registered dietitian and onboarding to, you know, it's, it's basically we're doing a health check. It's a pass fail to make sure there wasn't something that popped up because sometimes people come to us looking for something that they, they really need to go to their doctor for. Yeah. So there are those instances, but those are unusual cases. Um, You know, things having to do. I guess what I'm saying is like, you have someone that's on like a water pill and yeah, yeah, yeah. just got super healthy and mm-hmm. they, and then they got off the water pill and then all of a sudden that changed a different chemical in their body. So you have to go through, you have to go through another baseline test to refigure out what's going on. No, not for something like that. That's okay. a very common occurrence. Exactly okay. that. Somebody is on a water pill for blood pressure yeah. and then their doctor takes it off and they go up. Um, no, that's just your coach saying, okay. hey, what's new? And they're going to say, oh, my doctor took me off a water pill. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Here's what you can expect. You're, you may gain a little bit of water weight for the next you know, 48 hours, 72 hours, but then your body will restabilize and get used to. Okay. And so that, that's just an ongoing conversation because you're 
your coach is going to be walking with you day by day on this stuff. So just keep them updated about that stuff. So how quick, how often is the check-in? We haven't really talked about your program per se. You're just giving out free advice. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The check-ins are as often as need be. So um, the check-ins will be some people really, you know, they check in with their coach almost daily. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people check in with their coach as much as the coach determines and assigns them because they're kind of like, there's different psychological types. Yeah. We won't get into it. That was number five on the list. Yeah, yeah. But that, suffice to say here, this is the psychology conversation. There are people that need that accountability and hey, hey, Johnny, here's what we're doing. I want you at this weight and I want you to check off these three things and I want you to do it by Tuesday of next week. And if, if we're not there by Monday, I want you calling me. So that's a very common exchange between a coach and a client. Um, there are some people that just, hey, I want you to text me tomorrow as soon as you've done this and this. Just text me or shoot me a picture of it. I want to know that this has happened. We're going to food prep for a day. You're going to send me the picture before you go to bed tonight. As soon as I get to the office in the morning, I'm going to review it and hit you back. There's a lot of that going on. But we also have a lot of executives and VPs. And they're like, these are very busy people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they don't want to, they don't have time to just be, you know, chatting. So it's like, here's what we're doing. We're talking next Thursday you know, a week from now at this time, here's your roadmap. Mm-hmm. Now, if you run into any roadblocks and guess what, I'm going to text you on Friday to make sure that we didn't hit any of those roadblocks. So then, you know, those people are talking weekly, you know, so it's, mm-hmm. it's whatever the circumstance calls for. So you mentioned leverage. What, what's kind of leverage? Cause, cause my business coach, he uses leverage also. And, um, he inherited a, um, no, he did not. He almost inherited a brand new M5 BMW because of leverage that was placed on a task that almost did not get completed. It got completed like in the twelfth hour of the last day. Wow, that's cool. Leverage. So that is what actually triggers change in your body. So um, contrast. Eating a certain caloric intake, eating a certain carbohydrate intake doesn't on its own trigger weight loss, fat loss, or if the the circumstance calls for it, muscle gain, weight gain, doesn't trigger that. It's the contrast between what your body is used to and what you change it to. Here's an example. Every year. I take, and I've done this for years. I I don't do this as often anymore, but for years and years, every year, I would take uh, a handful of amateur um, transformations uh, to physique contests. So bikini, physique, bodybuilding, you name it. We we do the whole, whatever people want to do. And every year people will come up to me from the audience and say, Mr. Poli, your athletes look amazing. What do you have them eating? I wait for it. There's a quote. What do you have them eating? And I give them the tongue in cheek, you know, canned answer, you know, well, boiled chicken and broccoli and for dessert, no fun, you know. And they're like, well, if I eat like that, would I look like them? And then you have to understand my twisted sense of humor. You know, I look them up and down real slow and then slowly mouth the word no. no. no you know? <laughs> so 
Um, but, but here's why, here's why. No, if you eat boiled chicken and broccoli, you're gonna see some improvement to your physique. But these people, the body fat has literally incinerated off of them. And the reason is because we've purposefully created contrast. So here's the history of the, the lead up of prepping a, a competitive athlete for a bodybuilding competition. Mm-hmm. So we're training hard and we're fueling and we're gradually eating more and more and more. And this goes on for actually a few months. And then when we get closer to competition time, we figure exactly how much fat we need to strip, how long we have, how many days to competition. And then we go on a cutting cycle. And because they were used to all this fuel and remember the body acclimates. So they're used to eating 3,500, 4,000 calories. Then when they drop, down to 1900 calories of boiled chicken and broccoli, the fat literally melts off of their body because of the contrast. So here, here's the illustration. So, so really quick, you, it's funny you mentioned that. Do you ever have, like, okay, so I just popped into my mind. So I, Hit I, me. I, I, I follow these. Uh, my wife's best friend growing up, um, she is a physician. She married a physician in, um, he's a doctor in health, okay. uh, fitness, and okay. he's a, he's a big time bodybuilder. Well, she has a really cool Instagram page. Of course, everything matches. It's all the same colors and you know, just what girls do on Instagram, but it's, um, like she'll have, they do a lot of shows like you're talking about and she has some like before and after pictures and like the one picture is like, she looks bloated but she doesn't, she doesn't, she's not fat by any means, but yep. she kind of bloated. And then the next one, she's like ripped. shredded. She's like that's, that's exactly what she's doing. Later, like yep. before and after. Okay. She's pushing yeah. up her metabolism and eating more and more and more, mm-hmm. building that muscle, performing better, being able to recover because she has to go back the next day and train again without dragging. You have to have plenty of fuel for that. And then her body, her metabolism has been towed up to that incredible speed. So when she cuts, there's all this contrast. Mm. Now there is for physique sports, some smoke and mirrors that's temporary having to do with water manipulation. But what you're seeing, that is that contrast. And that's what, I mean, 1% of my clients are bodybuilders, right? So, but the science is still relevant. Understanding and then applying that to everyday people who simply want to get, like people say, well, I don't want to look like a bodybuilder. It's like saying, well, I don't want to drive, you know, 120 miles an hour. That doesn't mean you don't want to go 60 and get there fast, right? Let's- or it doesn't mean that you don't want to own a Ferrari. You don't have to drive it 200 miles an hour. <laughs> you drive it in normal speed limit. Just look at it parked in your garage. Yeah. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> no, that, that's it exactly. So every, so here's how you speed a metabolism. Here's how you speed a metabolism. So, um, you you if it's all right, I'll use you as an example since you shared with me. So you're weighing what about 200 now? Yeah, now I was at 215, but I dropped 15 pounds last week. Oh, last week? Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll have another side conversation. Straight, straight, we'll have another side conversation. Completely so- different, like just <laughs> no sugar, like. But I hated life for a week. Okay, so here's how um, here's how someone I'm I'm not going to use you as an example. We'll just say someone who weighs two fifteen and they want to be one ninety. 
Okay. okay. They weigh 215. They want to be 190. They come to me. I'm going to look at their metabolism. I'm going to baseline test. Now I'm going to get exact specifics of how fast their metabolism is. Let's say their metabolism isn't super fast. Mm-hmm. Let's say they're like maybe just a little below the average threshold. Like, okay, I put them on a balanced meal plan baseline test and you know, they lost about a pound. You know, so I know, okay, this is what I'm dealing with. Just eating clean isn't going to tear off 25, 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got to do a little more. So here's what I'm going to tell that person. I'm going to tell that person, okay, I'm going to take about 12 to 15 pounds off of you. So we start the diet down process and I start manipulating their nutrition. And of course, we have to work within lifestyle and there are going to be cheat meals and all those factor in. But I'm going to get that person, okay, we're going to cut a little here and then we lose five pounds and then the body gets used to it and levels off. And we're going to make this other adjustment. We're going to lose another four or five pounds. The body levels off. Then we make this final adjustment. We lose another two, three pounds. Then your body's like, nah, I'm good. I'm done. Mm-hmm. Here's where we're at. Perfect. Here's what I want you to do, Tersh. I want you to increase by a half a cup of oatmeal in the morning. So you're going to go. You're going to get on. You're going to do your routine. You do, and you're going to come back to me the next day. You know what's going to happen? Probably nothing. Half a cup of oatmeal, probably nothing. So the very next day, I'm going to say, all right, Tersh, now we're going to add an extra half apple and a little bit of peanut butter on top of your snack. And eh, probably nothing will happen again. And the next day, we're going to add a half a cup of brown rice to your lunch. And we're going to literally add just one small thing every day until you come back to me and you say, hey, Angelo, what the heck? I gained a pound. I'm going to say, ah, that's what I was waiting for. Perfect. Good job. It's working. Now, what I want you to do is continue to eat every bite of what I've assigned you and go lose that pound. Go exercise it off. Uh, Dieting to get it off. You cannot exercise 30 pounds off unless you have a ton of time. You can exercise one pound off, right? So you go, you do the extra. All right, Angela, I did it. I did that extra cardio session. Sure enough, today I lost that pound. Good job, Tersh. By the way, tomorrow I want you to add another cup of brown rice to your lunch. Oh. And we're going to do it again. And I make you gain <laughs> that pound back again. As soon as you gain that pound back, hey, guess what? I'm going to go exercise it off. And I'm going to make you do it a third time. Sometimes, sometimes I'll make people gain and lose the same pound four or five times while mm. upregulating, up adjusting their metabolism. And then but now you're used to, I'm used to eating, you know, 60 grams of carbs at breakfast, lunch, dinner, 30 grams of carbs at snacks. And I'm doing a late night recovery shake. That's given me another 50 grams of carbs. By the way, I'm eating, uh, you know, way more, uh, calories than I was before. And I'm only one pound heavier than I was before. Now, when I put you back on that same meal plan, it doesn't have to be the same, but that same right. meal plan that I, you were plateaued at before, guess what? You're going to shred the weight off? You blow through it. Huh. You destroy it. We'll Same principle it behind why. If you say, I want to weigh 190, I'm going to diet you down to 187. Mm-hmm. That doesn't do, do me any good. It doesn't do you any good to say, hey, congratulations, Johnny. You're thin. You're lean. You're right. athletic. Uh, appearance now, just continue eating tofu and rice cakes the rest of your life. Never <laughs> right. cheat. And you, you can stay yeah. there. <laughs> right. What? Yeah. I'm not signing up for that. No, so no, I, I got to actually blow past that 190, bring you down to 187 and have you eat gradually more and more and more until you gain weight up to 190. 
Now that can be your ongoing maintenance weight. And so I, I think that something similar to that is what I accidentally did. Okay. Because, because I, I had gotten down and then I didn't go anymore at like 199, 199. And then I was like, screw it. Started eating more. <laughs> and then yep. like, I just like maintained the weight, but, and then it slowly built back up. And then whenever I, I took the, the, the carbs, I, you know, I counted everything. And then for that week and water intake only, and then just right came right down. down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You did a, you did a rough and in, in uh, imprecise version yeah. of it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's, ex- that's exactly like what happened. <laughs> Now, what, probably one more thing that'll hopefully provide some value to, to the listeners. Um, you know, what lever do you use? Do you manipulate carbohydrate? Do you cut carbs? Do you cut calories? Th- those are kind of the two grandfathers. So there's, a, mm-hmm. there's more to it than just that. But I get asked that question a lot. And the answer is it depends on which is going to produce the most leverage for you. Now, you'll read a lot because there's a lot of, you know, oh, yeah. gurus and zealots that say, no, carb cutting is the way to go. And then the other side of the coin, people said, no, gold standard has been for years. Uh, calorie counting, that is the way to go. They're both right. Let me say it's kind of a ridiculous argument. Yeah. It's like going to a mechanic and your garage is in the shop and you say, hey, you know, I wanted to ask what, you know, what's the better tool? Is it the screwdriver or the wrench? Because I hear really good things about the screwdriver this time of year. <laughs> right. It's an absurd question. It's whatever is going to get the job done for you, which means where, we, where is their deficit? So simply put, contrast and leverage, whichever is going to give you the greatest is going to give you the most impact. If you are already watching carbs, decreasing them a little further is likely to produce very marginal results. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's you, funny you say it's funny you say that yeah. because I know people that count carbs all the time, and mm-hmm. they're like, I, 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 I cut even more. Like I cut like a hundred more or something, and and then they're like, nothing. I'm still gaining weight. You know, right, right. Because there's just not an, enough contrast there. Whereas for that person, if they instead just maintain their carb intake, but then manipulated their calories, they'd probably see a bigger return on that investment. Whereas for someone else, I get a lot of folks who come to me, it's like, yeah, your caloric range, we could drop a little, but there's not a ton of room there, but they're eating mostly carbs. So I have a huge lever. We're going to manipulate your carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And in almost all cases, it's a combination. Where the real frustration comes in is I'll get people all the time that tell me, I, you know, I just, I, I feel like I get a better result when I cut carbs and why won't you let me cut carbs, Angelo? I said, I will let you cut carbs. The problem is what were you doing before you called me? Like, well, I was cutting carbs. So why did you call me? Well, it wasn't working. It's like, so it's not that it's not a good science. It's not that it's not a good tool. It's that you've played that card. We have to reset your metabolism now. So that way, when it comes back around the deck, we can use it again to effect. So when you just understand that all of these strategies and modalities are just tools, we can be a lot more strategic in how we implement them. Take, just take the daggone emotion out of it. <laughs> Don't be attached to your carbs. Don't be attached to, I got to get rid of carbs. I got to get rid of calories. I, you know, take that emotion out of it. Use the tool and just go, you know, if the data says this, then this is the results. Like, you nailed it. 
That's exactly it. And, and the beauty is that the science, the principles apply to whatever your preference are. We work with a lot of plant-based dieters. We work with a lot of people who do watch their carb intake, but we still apply the same data analytics mm. to, okay, we have to change something here. Okay, we have to focus on speeding your metabolism. Okay, mm. now's a good time to push for some fat loss. And I think we can even go a little further. So, the, the analytics are really applicable no matter what your preference is. Gotcha. Yeah. We've talked about it all except we haven't even touched on exercise. How did we get through? What, what are we at? Over, over an hour now? We haven't even brought up exercise. <laughs> yeah. Now, do, you, do you push exercise also as a... Well, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. It, just as important, it's just not as misunderstood. Metabolism oh. is the misunderstood area. Exercise right. is, is just as critical. Its role is different. It's not as big of a lever for immediate change on the scale. People think the exercise to lose weight, not, not really. You exercise to change your body composition, performance, and makeup. It will burn some calories, mm -hmm. but really a, a better description of exercise role and a weight loss strategy is you exercise to prevent your metabolism from acclimating too quickly to a lower intake diet. Oh. That's more accurate of a description of the role of exercise, but it has to be there. Without it, um, it's the same principles do still work. We've worked with some people who were, had injuries or circumstances where they couldn't move too much. So the diet's still relevant. But if you really want that dramatic result, when we put all the pieces together, um, th that's where really good things yeah. happen. And it's funny, you mentioned that um, the, I read this, it's probably about six or eight months ago, might've been a year ago. But when I, when I read it, it just instantly clicked with me and uh, it was, you know, enjoy the process, not the results. Yeah. So like yeah. in exercising, they were talking about exercising, but relating that to business, like I am a serial entrepreneur and it's one of those things like well, you're a glutton for punishment. Why do you keep doing this? I was like, <laughs> I, I get to my goal. So with the first business, my goal was 4 million. So I wanted to do between 90 and 120% growth year over year. And wow. once I reached that. And, and I got to $4 million mark. I was like, all right, I'm done. Like I'm bored. Let's do something different. And they're like, no, that's when you put the, you know, you right. right. yeah, fill out and you take, take the money. And I'm like, no, like I enjoyed the process, the process of building the business and working out the kinks in the business. And so it's like that in, in working out. I remember whenever I was really before kids, I was really active and worked out a lot and i remember that i enjoyed the process and the feeling and the endorphins and everything that uh, it was almost a high that i received from working out and so like i have a full sleeve and people are asking me like man that had to hurt well my body's weird and i'm <laughs> that this i was working out and these endorphins put me to sleep whenever wow. i had to so i i passed out and the same way with working out, like as soon as I get finished working out, I was like super relaxed and just, I could just go straight to bed. Um, and so it was like, I just enjoyed the whole process, but then getting back into that routine, I've just struggled ever getting back into like that first week or month of just putting forth the pain and effort of, uh, getting my body to where it enjoys it again. Okay. Let me give, I'm going to give <laughs> listeners take home assignments 
and I'm going to have Tersh take home right. assignment. You ready? <laughs> All right. All right. Here, here, here we go. So <clears throat> listeners, strategy. So obviously, so we're going to invite you free consultation, free to actually talk with an expert if you would like. But if you're just wanting to apply some of the basics on your own, <clears throat> I want you to log. Um, but not for the reason that people typically log. I want you to log with a new perspective and a new eye. I want you to write down what you eat each day. And then I want you to write down, if you exercise, what activity you've, you've done. And I want you to take that food log and that activity to someone who's, you know, a, a reasonable, critical thinker, right? Somebody who's reasonably intelligent and, and, and on top of it. Don't tell them it's your log. Just say, look at this log. What do you think this person's trying to do? It does not take a fitness expert. Mm. If an average person can't look at your log and say, oh, I th it looks like this person, based on the exercise they're doing, based on the food they're eating, is trying to lose weight, is trying to perform better, maybe an athlete, is trying to build muscle. If they can't come up with it looking at your log, it's time to reevaluate and become more specific with what you're doing. Yeah, it's, that's probably what mine would look like. It's, uh, it's like <laughs> just um, whatever I feel like eating at that time. <laughs> Tersh, here's your homework. Here's your homework. And you can do this. And I'm going to check on you, make sure you okay. do. You All can right. do this. All I right. know you can. So you said that you don't, you don't, you're not doing any formal exercise right now. So, um, and this isn't the strategy for everyone, but this is what I've just in our short conversation deduced. I'd like you to really try and implement. Okay. So a lot of guys that were previously athletes and are, you know, in decent shape, but they've just fallen out of the routine. You know, our, our reference point is that grueling workout in the gym and I got to go and we're going to do this big workout and it's just this big deal. I don't want you to do any of that. I don't even want okay. you to go to the gym. Okay. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to give me eight minutes, but I want you to give me the eight minutes Monday through Friday. Do not miss. Okay. Eight minutes. Do it first thing in the morning or if there's a lunch break or whatever time works for you. And I just want you to give me the basics. You can do some push-ups. You can do some crunches of your choice. There's all kinds of different styles and variations. Um, and you're going to do some either squats or lunges. If you don't have any lower body injuries, you can do some lunges. Just uh, pick two or three basic body movement exercises to start building that foundation. But I want you to go ahead and do it daily. The reason is because you're going to get the benefit out of even just a few minutes metabolically you're going to remind and prepare your muscles to work again but more importantly you're going to establish a routine mm. that routine can be built on i would much rather just eight minutes in the morning yeah. than you go to the gym and blow it out for an hour and 45 minutes and then it doesn't happen again for three weeks yeah you skip several days because you're so sore that's it yeah I've been guilty of doing that. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I'll do it. There. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna send you an email. Let you awesome. Know what I did. So awesome. Cool, man. Uh, the website, if somebody wants to get a consultation from you, yes, go to please. Uh, and even if you're even if you just honestly are just looking for information, uh, you're not gonna you're gonna talk to an actual expert who's gonna get to know you. Um, take advantage. Go to metpro.co forward slash SBM. 
So that'll be for your audience. And then we'll know and we'll make sure you're talking with one of our experts. But again, that's metpro.co slash SBM. And uh, we, we'd love to talk to you. This is what yeah. we're passionate about. Our team would Obviously. love to get to know you. Yeah. Thank you, Angela, for coming on the show and uh, sharing all this with, with our audience. Because obviously it's very interesting we talked for over an hour about it <laughs> i could talk a lot longer <laughs> Terish, it's been an honor thank you so much for having me absolutely and for everybody that's listening if you found value in this episode please uh, share it with your friends and don't forget to, to click on the link i will share everything all these notes in the show notes and then um also our sponsor thermogrid so recently i've swapped from service titan over to thermogrid very impressive crm that's up and coming and uh, i'm gonna share a link for if anybody wants a demo with uh, thermogrid also because uh, if nothing else just learn about a crm that's affordable and up and coming and uh, once again thank you angelo and i will i will send you an email in a week love it <laughs> all right man we'll talk again soon <laughs>